Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. Sofia Cortezis is a house music producer based out of Lima, Peru, and Berlin, Germany. She's been releasing music for the better half of a decade, but it wasn't until late last year that she released her first full-length album. It's called Madres. During the process of making the record, she was navigating her mother's cancer diagnosis. Through her music, she was able to connect with a world-renowned neuroscientist who changed Cortezis and her mother's lives forever. KXP's Dusty Henry spoke with Cortezas to get the full story. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy. Like I could run to talk to you. I was tr- like a crazy uh, Franca Potente in uh, Run Lola Run, but it was Sofia running to get the like the chance to talk to you. So thank you so much for having me. That's Sofia Cortezas. When I called her up. She was quite literally running through the streets of Peru. I could hear the horns honking and engines revving on a busy road. But she did finally find a quiet place to catch her breath, with birds chirping no less. As she explains to me, Run, Sofia, Run has been a constant theme in her life, constantly moving forward and jetting back and forth across the world. Sofia was born in Peru, but moved to Berlin shortly after high school. She says the move was made in part after being bullied in her Catholic school. So basically, my best friend kissed me at school. <laughs> we, I, was, I, I was really in love with her. So basically, one day a priest came um, to talk to me and um, to tell me that the demon was on my side telling me to do like horrible, horrendous things like kissing a girl. So um, they kind of tried to to tell me that I was very wrong and nobody wanted to hang out with me anymore. So they kind of like bullied me out of school. Sophia went on to fall in love with house music while in Germany. She now spends her time going back and forth between both of her homes in Berlin and Lima. They each have informed the person she is and the music she makes. She described to me how both places coexist within herself. I always say South America is my heart and Germany is my mother. I think when I write in South America, I'm very vulnerable because it's like, it's so beautiful to be around your family, to be around the sounds. Like when you wake up, you have the neighbors that are very loud singing, cleaning the houses, or the birds, or like, or you can go downstairs to to the sea and smell it and surf. writing in Germany is like this power, this space, this uh, Bergheim bass drum is like, come on Sophia, now do it, work it, make it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. It's been a mad dash for the rising producer, who's been releasing music under her name since 2014. Things have really ramped up in recent years especially in 2021, with the release of her critically acclaimed EP, Fresia Magdalena. (laughs) 
While working on that album, she lost her father to leukemia. The song La Perla was written as an ode to her father. The EP's fusion of brilliant production and vulnerable songwriting resonated with listeners. As her career began to skyrocket, another tragedy struck Cortezas and her family. Her mother was diagnosed with cancer. This heartbreaking news upended Cortez's plans as she turned her focus towards helping her mother. But what ensued is a remarkable story of hope. Such an unbelievable story that it almost feels like a Hallmark movie. It involves neuroscientists, Instagram, raves, and of course, some great beats. Like the steady propulsive rhythm of a house song, Cortez's keeps moving. I spoke with Cortez's to learn more about the album's genesis. After my dad died, like end of 2021, like I said, like I'm gonna take some time to write a, an album. But then my mom got sick, and then I I really didn't understand what was happening. And there was always one idea in my mind that I really, I really needed to create an album about hope, about not giving up, and about like mothers. I thought like. Why is life so unfair? But then I said, like, no, that's not true because life is giving me this as a chance to say thank you to all the people that were like a mother to me, like, like uncles or like, like a teacher or like a people from school or my best friends that they were like, like a mother moment. And there was like a kind of thank you to all the people that were there to support me and for all the love. And of course, for the people in South America, like for all the mothers that are like friends of my mom, they'd say like, whenever you feel down, just come home because we love you. Just come home. We are, we are your mothers. And I had this idea in my mind and I was trying to to write about the story about hope and love and not giving up and really always being grateful and being kind and be like we are so lucky we like we humans are so lucky every day that we can breathe and just like see all these things and as a step and trying to find a solution and try to manifest and have a lot of hope. The album is called Madres, and the first song is also called Madres. Can you talk about yes. what that song represents to you in, in the context of all this? It's about uh, the love of being um, of the pure purito. I have to say it in Spanish, like el, el, el purito amor mágico de una madre. It's about like the purest divine love that is like from your parents or your grandparents or your grandmommy. It's like the purest love um, out there that you only. Get it like is this like is this like love that you have when you hug your mommy or your granny and they have like these hands and they are so beautiful and they touch your your face and because it's so beautiful that somebody cares so deeply without wanting anything that loving you like this song was about like as a niño que estás ahí you child that you are there like whenever you feel down just come back home vuelve a casa vuelve a casa um, and it's like having a place that is called home. 
where you can be back and, and, and be safe, you know? It's like your safe space. There's this track, um, Vacuzzi, named after the neurosurgeon, Peter Vacuzzi. Uh, can you talk yes. about that story and how this came to be? There was like little chance that my mom could make it like over six months because there was like a metastasis that didn't went off with a lot of like um, chemios and radiotherapies. So I investigate in the world who, because a lot of neurosurgeons and surgeons said like, no, we're not going to go there. No, we're not going to go there. No, we're not going to operate there. And the only three crazy people that could do it are some of the best neurosurgeons in the world. And there was one in the States, one in Australia, and one of them was in Germany. And his name was Peter Vicozzi. But like to get like an appointment with him was like, it's so hard. It's so hard because he's like all the time operating. Like maybe sometimes he has like 12 or 13 operations in one day. And the place where this tumor of my mom was in a very like dangerous place. So I couldn't get a, a meeting with him and I was running out of time. So again, run Lola run was like uh, next to me again. Like I'm all the time like in this kind of scenarios, uh, like run Sophia run. And I said like, okay, I really need to find a way how to talk to him. I, I was running out of time, like I didn't know like many people that know him. So I said like, I, I said like, okay, I have nothing to lose by the power of the Instagram. I'm gonna see if I can use it for a good, really good thing. And I, and I wrote on Instagram, whoever gets me like uh, an appointment with Peter Vaikosi, I will name a track after him. And then people shared the story and then he wrote me a DM. I said like, okay, I'm listening. What do you need? And I was like, oh my God. And I said like, uh, 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 like, I was so nervous. So I really wrote him like a, I wrote him a kind of poetry. I thought like, this guy must be thinking that I'm really crazy. And then he replied after I wrote him all these crazy things like, okay, can you come tomorrow? And I couldn't believe my luck. I think that's the feeling when you think that you win, win the lottery of luck. So the next day I went to see him and he was like an, UFO because he was like such a creature like with this blue eyes looking through your eyes like into you but in a very warm persona like I swear he's not from this world like like he, he was like a presence to me and then he was looking at the pictures of my mom and then looking at me and he said like okay I do it and I start crying like a waterfall. I was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and I left that place and I cried and I cried and I smiled and I cried and I smiled and I cried and people were thinking she's crazy because when I left his door I was like, like I couldn't help myself. And, and then I had to pick up my mom from Peru and bring her to Germany, but I was not sure if she's, she will make survive the, the way to Germany. But we made it. And the next day that she arrived in Germany, she got a stroke. The flight and everything was so stressful and the metastasis was pressuring the left hemisphere of her brain. And at that moment, Peter arrived. He, he came from, from another country, I think from Greece, and he said, we're operating today, Sophia. We have no time to lose. 
and then he operated and then the operation left like six eight hours and then he said like all good she's in, she's good and I and the, I remember exactly that day it was for me like I didn't feel so happy like in my life and my mom uh, was okay after one week of the operation yeah He is my muse, like he's an amazing human being, a very funny one, and um, yeah, he's like a very friendly UFO. That, that, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it sounds like story. a movie. Oh my God, that was the crazy story as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And all the timings were also very perfect. And, and I hear that he had some sort of like, he has some interest in music or like consultation. He's very record. interested. So sometimes, yeah. So sometimes he, when he operates, he listens to music on the operation room. When they're opening the brain and they're like making like the first steps of having like a brain surgery, they listen to music. He has a very good music taste, to be honest. He's like very, very good. and. He's very interested and very interesting in, in arts and he's like super cool. I remember that like I said like you show me your world and and I mean I have nothing so much to give you but I would love to invite you for a show but I will only play in Berlin. My next show is in Berghain so if you want to come. But then he brought 10 neuroscientists and neurosurgeons to, to my Berghain show and we were all raving like to techno music. It was amazing. Like it was like it was amazing. It was so funny. Wow. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yes. Raving with the neuroscientists. That's that's incredible. Raving with the neuroscientists. Yes. Your mom moved to Berlin with you now. Is that is that right? Yes, she's a real Berliner now. How's that like? Is that influencing your art? Was is it great having her around? Oh yeah, it's amazing. She lives um, near my friends actually, and she um, she likes to go to the museums. Like, but of course, right now we are back in Peru, so she tries to live like half of the year in Berlin and half of the year here because she has all her doctors there. But she's liking it. For me, it's like much easier, and I feel more like less anxiety when I know that she is somehow in my words around the people that I trust the most. So it's uh, it's amazing and I, uh, it, she went even like to Berghain. <laughs> I took her to her first rave, so sometimes like she comes to some of the shows that are safe for her, yeah. One of my favorite tracks on this new record was How Music Makes You Feel Better. Oh, yeah. It's such a great track and there's this like euphoric feeling I get from the track. That, something I feel like in a lot of like transcendent house music, but just that, mm -hmm. that euphoria. Can you talk a little bit about that song and what that phrase, make, music makes you feel better, means to you? 
Yeah, so basically, I remember, I don't know if Peter remembers it, he said like, when I really wanted to cancel a show, when my mom was not feeling good, he said like, no, we're gonna make her feel safe, and then, when she's okay, you're gonna make music, you're gonna listen to music, and Sofia, music is, makes, is gonna make you feel better again. This guy is a genius. So basically, he created the, the song with the idea. Even when I was in the clinic and I was like, how like I could like be creative again and like how music is gonna make me feel better again. And I was like, and I was like, doomed. And, and I, I even like recorded some of little bits of um, field recordings at the Charité. And there was like a, like one beautiful nurse that she was all the, all the time singing to a soul track, and I was like, oh, this sounds so good, girl! And she was all the time coming with a with a good mood to my mom. I said, hello, ladies, and I was like, whoa! She's like, yes, <laughs> and that was like life perspective was at that moment changing, and I was and it was like this beat and I was I was like yeah I really needed uh, to make a track about like that was very so soulful and was very like positive and it's like yeah how music really makes you feel better and elevates your persona and makes you even like stand in a different position you know I really wanted to have this positive song that can talk to your body and into your hands and to your shoulders yeah and I was like yeah so now of my best People that was asking that I was asking for advice was in the clinic, the nurses. They were like my sound advisors. My <laughs> <laughs> engineer my engineer assistants, the neuroscience and the nurses. <laughs> yeah. After years of running, and still running, Sofia Cortesis is hitting a stride. Madres isn't just a brilliant full-length debut, but a testament to the power of music's ability to bring people together in the most unpredictable ways. For KEXP, I'm Dusty Henry.
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.